Welcome to the Anxious Filmmaker Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Broadhead. This podcast will teach you new and exciting ways to make money that still leave time and energy to do the things that matter most to you, like spending time with family, traveling the world, hiking Mount Kilimanjaro, or in my case, producing a series of ever-improving feature films. We'll be interviewing wildly successful entrepreneurs and amazing movie-making filmmakers to figure out the best ways to make a lot of money and the best ways to use that money to live the life you've always dreamed of living. To see short videos of the best moments from this episode, go to at AnxiousFilmmaker on TikTok and at TheAnxiousFilmmaker on Instagram. Oh, and don't forget to download my free guide on the 14 ways to afford your dream life without really trying from our website anxiousfilmmaker.com now let's get the episode started today's segment is stonk tonk where two imbeciles with no formal training in anything remotely related to finance wax poetic about how to the moon stocks will go such as gamestop amc and any others that show up on wall street bets we used to be long-term investors and then we got caught up in the hype lost several thousand dollars in the process and now consider ourselves well morons but excited morons follow our advice at your own peril Hey everybody, welcome to Dog Talk. I'm here with my main man and brother from the same mother, Jonathan B.R. Oddhead. Hey, that's too obvious. Welcome to the show that you co-host. I prefer Jay Broadhead. No, that's too obvious. (laughs) Thanks for having me back. I don't know why you do, but I appreciate it. Yeah, good to be here. It's uh, it's been a fun week. I've yeah. definitely not been paying attention to the market at all. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. Just been doing a lot of three D printing stuff. Ooh. So that's that's been fun. Yeah. Pretty yeah. Exciting new household items. I'm surprised you didn't go right to dildos, but <laughs> <laughs> there we go uh now just some uh fun i got a new type of filament so i've been just trying to figure out how to how it works so a lot of tinkering with that because yeah. uh doing a little project for my buddy for his disc golf bag Ooh. yeah making a lot of cool things for it disc golf ball bag indeed indeed but yeah no uh last week has been nuts Dude, what and... the fuck? <laughs> I didn't realize how, how cratered my entire portfolio was until you forced me to fill out this godforsaken doc spreadsheet and I'm down yeah. 7.5% for the week. Yeah, it's not ah. great. Well, yeah, it looks like you need to diversify your bonds. <laughs> I don't have any bonds. How do you buy a bond? Ooh, don't buy <laughs> bonds. It's, bond. a ter- it's a terrible investment right now. A bond? Yep. James Bond? Because you're literally just losing money on it. Why Why are bonds such a terrible investment? Because they give a an average return of what? 2%? No, not even like 1%. Yeah, that's, for like 10 years? That's nothing close to your low yield checking account. 
Yeah, it's slightly higher, but if you literally just invested in anything else, you would at least get just uh, the inflation rate, which is usually like, well, last year was 4.7% inflation. Yeah. So yeah, that means that you've, your money has lost 3, 3% plus. I bet you can't guess what is over two, over a third of my portfolio. Uh, Apple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And not to be outdone by Tesla, which is one eighth of my portfolio. Excellent. <laughs> GameStop is ten percent. Do you have anything that's more than ten percent? Uh, yes. Uh, Apple and OEF are my biggest holdings. OEM? OEF. OEF. Yeah, Apple's 30%. OEF is almost 40% of my portfolio. Why Why so much OEF? Just because uh, when I wasn't really looking to invest, dad's just like, you gotta invest in that. I'm like, all right. So I bought as much of it as I could. And I'm like, well... I've already got some Apple, so I can afford some more of those stonks, so I'll buy some more of those. So I just kind of, every time I couldn't buy OEF, I would just buy Apple <laughs> to spend. I, I was doing it uh, monthly for the, since 2017, I think. I mean, dude, if I would have just bought like a hundred bucks worth of Apple, like every month since 2012, like I'd be shitload of apple <laughs> i'd have a fuck ton of apples <laughs> <laughs> my money my money uh i bought one share of apple for 340 dollars in 2012 and it was worth four grand last week Which yeah over a thousand percent return well if you look at yours it's uh 750 so far next return that's your unrealized. That's not bad. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Everything else is negative. Well, GameStop's almost 300. Oh, yeah. yeah. AMC, 85, not bad. Doge, doing well, 90%. Well, dude, it would be 200 if I hadn't sold half of it. <laughs> well, yeah. So what's uh what, what's on your radar, Juan Oban? What what are you watching? What are you what are you investing in? This uh, yeah, no, I'm pretty much sitting pretty for this month. Yeah. Uh, from everything I've been kind of reading and seeing, it's just like yeah, sell some shit and then get out for the month. May just. It seems to tank. I think I think it's just because a majority of the major uh, companies out there give their quarterly reports, and usually Q1 is never that great. Q4 is usually the end of the year, so that's when most companies try and get their best performance out of it. In Q1, they blew their load in Q4, so they don't really do as well. And everyone's like, "Yeah, I already spent a bunch of fucking money in December, so I can't do anything else." So that's usually kind of where the lulls come from, I think. The lulls. The lulls. 
Well, do you think it's a good time to buy or are we not at the bottom of the sell-off? Uh, I don't think we're at the bottom of the sell-off. Oh, sorry, the, the, the pullback. Yes. <laughs> uh, no, but I mean, honestly, I can't time the market. I'll never be able to time the market. So I just dollar cost average every week. So I can hit every possible valuation I can get. I'm a lazy, lazy man. I'm very lazy. And I'm hoping that it works out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, they always say uh, time in the market is better than timing the market. Yeah. I mean, that's why, like, I'm sure dollar cost averaging is, is better. But I just, like, oh, I don't have the patience for it. I'm just, like, what do I, I'm, I'm doing, like, 500 bucks a month. I'm, like, 500 in the market, you go. Well, then do 100 bucks a week, 125 a week. Yeah, but I don't want to. <laughs> I mean, you could automate it. Uh, will Schwab let me do that? No. Nope. Pretty much do everything in Schwab, except for Voyager. Yeah. I mean, uh, you can... Voyager? You, but you had to buy 100 bucks or something, right? Yeah, just Bitcoin. But outside of that, I haven't thrown any more of the money to it. How much, how much uh, ethereal-isms are you going to dollar-cost average that bitch? Maybe. We'll see. I mean, I haven't even really looked too much more into it, so I'm not yeah. at the point of buying it. What? It's doubled in a month. Yeah. It has, but it's also pulled back, what, almost 15%? <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, what day was this? I guess like a week ago it was at 4,300 and now it's at 3,400. Yeah. Yeah, that's rough. A month ago it was at under 2,000. Damn. Yeah. Damn. When I I mean, in 2018 it was 80 bucks. So, talk to me about ethereum why what what do you know anything about it uh legally i should because i worked with one of the 12 guys that invented it <laughs> okay okay but uh i think it's just it's like a specialized bitcoin that you know instead of bitcoin just being like i will give you seven bitcoin for this helicopter ethereum you're just like this money can only be used for this so you're telling me it's like when the Simpsons went to Euro Disney and as soon as they walk in, they're like, hey, you want to buy Euro Disney books? They're like, 500 bucks, man. I will do that. More specific than that. More specific than that. Yeah, you, you program the money. You're like, I'll give you this Ethereum, but only if you, you know, paint my chicken coop. Hmm. That's the only thing that this Ethereum will cash out for. Well, I'll never paint a chicken coop. Or a plate of blintzes. Those blintzes were terrible. Paint <laughs> my chicken coop. Make me. <laughs> uh, okay. It's just, yeah, it's programmable money. It's, it's just more specialized crypto. Um, and for some reason, the NFTs are, are built upon it i think because 
there there's some programmable aspect of buying an nft uh where you're like this money that i'm paying means that i get this nft like you're programming this nft to be worth a certain amount of ethereum or you're you're paying for this amount of ethereum that gives you the nft i think there's like i thought that nfts are leveraging whatever the ethereum technology is which is all cryptocurrencies are just a hash say here's this ridiculously long string of characters and it keeps adding on more and more hashes when people buy and sell this shit like, so it's basically just a proof of purchase I don't think he's got his mic. What's that? No, I I didn't hear what you said because all I heard was John. John. Mike, what's the difference between bit Bitcoin and Ethereum Ethereumisms? Um Ethereum is based on a uh platform uh web 2.0 uh which is compiled of a number of JRR tokens. Oh, nice. That, um, let me see, I incorporated it. Um, that um, are used to like justify its value, I think, and have like a tangible, not tangible, but like, I guess, like a useful function other than the fact that it's um, finite. So that's my understanding. I don't haven't read much more about it. Like I just kind of gathered that from tidbits here and there. And it's worth uh, four grand, so or whatever it's worth now. John, so Ethereum, or I guess Ether is the name of the coin. Ethereum proposed to utilize blockchain technology not only for maintaining a decentralized payment network, but also for storing computer code which can be used to power tamper-proof decentralized financial contracts and applications. So that must be why they chose to use it for NFTs because it actually stores the code for the NFT. And you own that code. Even if someone copies it, you still own the code that programs like the, you know, the... Yeah, well, it's hashed. So it's it's encrypted yeah. in, the, in the hash itself. Yeah. Okay. And Ether is the Ethereum network's currency. Are you spraying? Spraying Ether? Yo, John. John, you know how we always rag on you for having a low-yield checking account <laughs> portfolio? I, I, I don't, but go on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just said it like five minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's the joke. That's the joke. That's so cool. we... Um, this week, I uh, last Friday, rather, I decided that it would be a good idea because this group, uh, Mara, Marathon Digital something or another, a Bitcoin mining company, yeah, they were having earnings and they're supposed to be above average. And I, uh, that was the rumor. So I bought the rumor and I was trying to sell the news. So I had purchased uh, quite a few shares and... Um, how many shares? Like a um, hundred something or another. <laughs> okay. And uh, it was at, at $31 use. And uh, the whole market, as you know, Monday tanked, 
right? The whole like this yeah, yeah. Tech stuff. Thanks, uh, Elon. And then, well, no, 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 that's part two. So it oh. went down to like $24. And I was like, oh my God, what do I do? Well, I got average in, right? I got average it in. So I'm going to buy another 100 or so shares. Why? It's, it's oh. now $23. Yeah, because uh, now that's $23, when it gets to back to $31, I will have made all my money back and then some. And then when it hits $40, I'll be doubled up, right? So anyway, um, but then Papa Elon's like, I don't like Bitcoin any, anymore, even though I'm holding Bitcoin, you know. So Dude, I appreciate that. We can buy Bitcoin for way cheaper now. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you for that. No, that's good. I, I, I mean, literally December, Mara was worth $4.75. Not in December. Yes. December last year, maybe. That, nope. That's what I'm talking about. Well, it's not December this year because we're in no, May. No, no, no. December 19, maybe. December 11th, 2020. The, the adjusted close was $4.75. Let me see this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's when I bought it. At $4.75? Yeah. Oh, I, well, I bought it originally there, and I bought and I purchased more. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I purchased uh, more, I but then I mean, forty bucks. <laughs> but then it also shot up to fifty-six dollars, and yeah. and then it came down, and then it was supposed to. I mean, they make money, so like that's good. It just depends on how much you believe in Bitcoin, right? So, a little bit of a speculative play. But not that bad. I mean, yeah. it, it, it's a company that makes money. Like they're making money, and they're, they're continuing to make money, and they're adding more, um, more, you know, mining elements to their uh, business. This, this is concerning. <laughs> they have never turned a net profit. Um, I I think that. Let me see here. I mean, they they yes, made, they made revenue, but their operating expenditures have been significantly higher. Let's see. So yeah. The but I don't think my sharing. Oh, just, really good. Let's see. Yeah. Yeah, I mean they're they're making what like. Uh, what is this net income? So they made 19 million in 2016, 3 million in 2017, 3 million in 2018, 2 million in 2019, and 7 million last year. And they've spent all of that. <laughs> and then so that's weird because I thought that the number was uh, 52 million. Maybe that was the revenue. Uh, I mean, well, the revenue has not been great. So, I mean, this may not be fully accurate. I 
pull it from Zach's finance. No, no, so. I, 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 I think it, I don't have any reason to disbelieve it. I was just trying to figure out and square it in my mind. Yeah. But yeah, no, when I see that, uh, obviously it's supposed to be a growth stock. Right. And right. it's, where's the PE? 38. Oof. That's way too fucking high. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it could be inflated. It could be inflated. I mean, it, it's one well, of those things. It's, it's, I guess the question is, how do you feel about Bitcoin? Right. Yeah. No, I don't feel great about it well, right now. Well, I mean, I don't know. I, I do see a lot of potential for it. The only reason why that's the only one that I actually would ever buy into or did buy into is because of how limited it is, what the technology can do. It All it can do is be a coin. Right, right, right. And but there's it, a limit to it. It is like the preeminent coin. Though. Like it is like, it's like, you know, gold. It's like, yeah, there's like better things than gold. Like there's more useful things than gold. And there's like. But it also follows the same concept as gold is where there's a limited amount of gold. Right. But Bitcoin, there's a limited amount there too. Uh, that, but that's exactly my analogy is that yeah. that's, that's why, you know, it's this limitation, but like in that way, it's good. But my, I guess my thinking is again if you know palantir announced that they were considering um purchasing bitcoin in order to fend off inflation right yeah which uh, i know that there's an argument to say that that's not that doesn't work like that but you know be that as it may that's exactly how that works so um well because some people will say that bitcoin's subject to inflation as well but um well, obviously it is. I mean, one coin went from fucking nothing six years ago to yeah. $54,000. <laughs> of yeah. course, it's fucking inflation. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, well, I mean, like inflation from the US dollar, like that's, oh, that's subject. It's correlated. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely somewhat correlated. Well, the, the, entire, the entire world market is basically based on the US dollar. Yeah. The entire world economy the fiat currency is is usd right so yeah yes. no so I, I guess my thinking is, is that um part of the reason why the stock may have been i think where it's at right now is probably fair um but i think that if you know if they're holding however many thousand bitcoins and those bitcoins go from 47 45,000 to 100,000 then obviously like and and they're continuing to mine then the value of the company also goes up yes so i mean but that's you know, obviously there are cycles with all these cryptocurrencies and i i do believe that it is getting more and more mainstream as i remember what in 2018 like half my office is like Hey man, I'm buying Tron coin because it's fucking awesome. Like, yeah. what the fuck are you assholes talking about? You're you're the worst. <laughs> if if you assholes are talking about this shit, there's no fucking way I'm buying it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, so there, there's a few coins yeah. where like, I mean, and the other thing is like, it, it takes a substantial amount of time to figure out what all these coins do because I don't I don't specifically know. Like, I bought uh, a coin called. Um, well, dude, that's why there needs to be a coin ETF. There needs to be, or I'm sorry, like an S, 
an SPY for cryptos, where it's just the top 50. That's, that's an ETF. Yeah. yeah, but they, so I guess there was some companies trying to do that. Bro, Canada has one. That. We should. Yeah. Let's make it. Well, the SEC is not allowing them. Uh, people have yeah. proposed it multiple times. Well, yeah, no, it that, doesn't, have to, doesn't have to be on the market. It's just like an option. Instead of buying Bitcoin, you buy fucking tron douche coin and it's just it's the top 50 coins that we have set up an algorithm for and it just plugs and plugs and pulls them in and out i mean uh, the reason why menon hasn't done that is because you the sec yeah it sucks in a lot of aspects but they still keep shit legit and so if i just say hey I'm definitely investing the majority of my money. No, we're you not know, these top fifty. SEC, we're gonna we'll sell it on Voyager. Or that's what I'm saying. I'm trying to prove a point here. Is oh. outside of the SEC, I can just say, hey, I have this fund of of fifty percent Bitcoin and then whatever the shit else based on market cap, and I'm definitely doing that. Believe me, like there's nothing that's gonna hold me accountable to that. There's nothing that can you can do that would necessarily prove that I'm doing. I could just make up fucking numbers and say, "Yep, you're definitely worth this much," and actually just invest in whatever shit coin I want to, and just steal all your money. Yeah, well, we can do that too. Yeah, <laughs> so I think that's why that hasn't gotten popular. Well, I feel like it's only a matter of time until that happens. So we should we should do it. I mean, if it hasn't happened yet, I don't understand why. <laughs> outside of it yeah. so i think there's a huge overlap between coin investors and stock investors i think we're kind of we're the minority here uh, i don't you think, i disagree i think that there's still a lot of i mean i think the market for uh crypto is pretty large i mean it's increasingly large i the, yeah. one of the reasons why people said that there was a big sell-off um this week and you know, before this week was that a lot of the retail investors were moving from the stock market to crypto, which I don't know how you track that, but I imagine that there's something to that, but I don't think that it entirely tells us the whole story, but I think it tells us part of the story. And um, I, I would imagine that the crypto markets are surging for that reason, but I, I I think there's a lot of garbage out there that people are just buying because they're like, well, I don't want to miss out on the next do Dodge coin. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Has anyone non-ironically called it Dodge around you? Uh, I think it's just me. I, I don't get out much. <laughs> I think it's Unfortunately. Dodge coin. Oh, yeah. I, I have been calling it Dodge coin. One of, my, one of my friends both not called it Dodge and called it Dodge, non-ironically. <laughs> nice. Something's wrong with that. Were you like, yep? <laughs> Dodge Challenger coin. So, so, Mike, where do you do your, your research for Dogecoin? Dogecoin? Oh, man. Uh, I don't. Sure. I don't do a lot of research. Dozer is like a speculative, pure speculative play for me. I like I, I'll put in fifty dollars here and there, take it out, put it back in. Right. I'm for crypto in general. 
Oh, um, what's uh, a coin? Um, no, what is it? Coin. No, I I forget the stupid website. Uh, no, 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 no. It, it's something like uh, uh, it's, uh, there's like a, a like a really popular. Um, I mean, I've looked on Reddit a few times, but uh, what else? Let's see, CoinDesk, I think. Okay, um, what, do they just have like articles there and shit? Or, or yeah, they, just... they kind of give like a brief explanation of what it is. Um, and then- <laughs> um, Is there a particular person you follow on there? No, no, not particularly. I, you know, I, honestly, I have a buddy who's was, he made a lot of money and, and uh, the market last year with uh, stocks and everything. And he's basically taken most of his money out of the market. And um, he's mostly in crypto, like 90%. And so, so he's a, that sounds like a bad idea. <laughs> he, you know, he's. Um, John, don't worry. The other 10% is in a, in a low yield checking account. <laughs> well, he's just keeping some of it safe. Especially for inflation, <laughs> that that low yield has uh, made him a lot of money. Um, yeah, but he's taken a lot of his money out of the uh, market and uh, put into the crypto market. So that's his primary uh, his primary portfolio that he manages. And so when I do some research on a coin, like I'll see the names, like I'll look on Voyager, Coinbase or whatever. And I'll say, okay, like, what is this coin? What, how much is it trading for? So like my first step is doing the technical analysis, looking at the, the chart and, and thinking, okay, if here's a coin, if this thing looks like it's been selling off and it's been dying, or if it's like steadily climbing over the past three months, year, six months, then I say, okay, well, this seems like it might be something worth putting some money into. At least it looks steady. <clears throat> what I might do is I might send him a message and say, hey, man, what do you think about this coin? And he normally researched a lot of it. So um, he's a good resource for me. But other than that, I do mostly look at Coindesk. And um, then I also look at Reddit. But Reddit's kind of, I don't know, it's kind of weird with uh the, the coinage yeah yeah i don't know there's a lot of misinformation out there i guess is exactly what there, there's nothing good or, or consistent or i don't know it, it i just feel that it is still too wild to it invest is. too fur too deep into it i mean out, if the deeper you go the more speculative everything is it's just you, you, there isn't enough information about it to uh, fully understand what it's capable of, or what those things are doing, and who's controlling it or throwing money into it and pumping and dumping that shit. Well, I think when you are getting into crypto, I think you have to be prepared for like a twenty percent 
10% rise and fall. Like you put money in Apple, like you buy Apple stock and you you don't really expect like a 20% dump overnight, right? Like I wouldn't expect that unless it was like found out that like iPhones are just blowing up in people's pockets, right? Like right and left and killing them, right? We would say that's a problem. Apple stocks is gonna is gonna take a dump, but that's a great buying point, opportunity. <laughs> it's exactly it's exactly what everyone would think. Like everyone would be like, let's let it bleed, and then buy a ton of it. Um, but with crypto, you're just going to see a lot of fluctuation. Like you, you it's and some people like that. Some people like the fact that it fluctuates very wildly. <clears throat> I you know I don't mind it. Like right now, I was making money in Bitcoin. Right now, I think I'm losing money on Bitcoin. You know, it's not ideal, but uh, I do realize by the end of the year, I could be making a lot of money or could be losing a lot of money. I don't, I think I probably have like all the money I have available to put into the market, put into investment. I probably have like less than 3% in crypto. Yeah, I definitely would not go higher than 5% right now. Um if if that. I think if I think if you're I don't know. <laughs> it depends on how speculative you want to get. But I yeah. think keeping it under 5% is reasonable. But yes. I also will buy like I can't research all these coins, but I'll buy a bunch. I'll be like, I'm just gonna buy twenty dollars this one, 20, if it seems legit. I, I don't know what that means though. I don't know how if it seems legit. I mean, like, it's. <laughs> am I gonna buy twenty dollars of Moon Coin, like this coin that people are pumping, like on TikTok? I mean, probably not. Should I? I mean, maybe if I just wanted to pump, get into the pump and dump scheme. Dude, like, what about maybe. when Doge is eventually sellable or buyable on uh, Coinbase? I feel like it's that'll it'll double Doge like immediately. I feel like um, <clears throat> when Doge becomes the U.S. currency. Yep, fiat <laughs> currency. <laughs> then they're they're actually speculating that Doge could overtake Bitcoin at some point. That's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard in my entire life. They're like they're like. You know, we're waiting for one of these coins to win, and everyone loves Doge so much. And and Elon Musk calls himself like the do the Doge man, the Doge man, the Doge father, the Doge father. <laughs> and it's like that would be, I do, I'd be okay with that. That'd be hilarious. Well, yeah, because you own it. it. That's that's there's there's nothing. The technology behind it is trash. It has no well, value. It's, actually, it's not as bad. My buddy who uh, loves Doge told me that um, they only make 5 billion new coins a year, and they can change that number to no new coins if they want. But that's then, supposedly, that's just to cover like lost keys and wallets and lost coins and shit. They should make... They it, should the, the, it, the foundation of it is actually sound. It, it's the coins the coins get great there's nothing inherently wrong with it it was just it was a joke and now everyone loves it because it was a joke because it is a joke and that's the joke that's, that's the joke yeah i 
there's no way that that will become a I don't know oh, yeah. anything. Try this out. Yeah. Buy some Doge, put it in your low yield checking account. Call me in a okay. Week. Hey John. Okay. John, yes. speaking of speculative investments, the other thing I did when I bought that Mara Mara stock, right? The Maristocracy. The Mar <laughs> yes. Is I decided that I would also purchase a hundred more shares of AMC at okay. nine twenty a share, and hey. it. <clears throat> I think last I checked, it was sitting at like twelve. Twelve ninety eight. Yeah. So, even though I lost my tail on Mara, and I think look, I'm it's just maybe something I'm going to hold for a million years until I make money on it, or you know, sell for a loss at the end of the year if I find myself in that position. Um, <clears throat> I think um, I think AMC has some potential for a squeeze. Tis the season for a squeezing, if you know what I mean. Well, I haven't followed any of the short stuff, so I, I don't understand it at all. Why does it have potential for a squeeze? Hmm? Why does AMC have potential for a squeeze? <clears throat> There's um, there's very few shares outstanding. Uh, I, I'm sorry. There's very few shares available to trade. So the um, let me see. AMC shares outstanding. Um, Let's see, shares outstanding, 450. And then, let me see. Let's see, I think we want available shares. The short interest on the AMC stock is like 20%. Uh, or I think it was like 30% on Friday. There was like uh, 40,000 shares available. 40,000. 40, and keep in mind that the volume <clears throat> on Friday was 206 million. <laughs> and um, the short interest is astronomical for a given stock right and this is this is not financial advice <laughs> you wouldn't be listening to this podcast for financial. i think anyone listening to this if anyone actually listens to this they're like it's just funny to hear how stupid these guys are <laughs> <laughs> except for that guy with the low yield checking account. No, he's actually <laughs> the smartest one they're, they're listening for, for low yield checking account tips <laughs> yeah hey man They're like yeah i'll i'll take my 0.008 percent to the bank any day Dude, my my schwab account like they literally last year they gave me like five cents They're like here you go dude well why are you holding cash thanks for hanging out with us it was just like whenever i had cash in there that i needed to like 
pay for something or just have cash in case some random charge comes through. You had cash? You had that one? So, yeah, I think AMC is going to squeeze. I think that the the numbers are looking good. It's starting to get a bump in volume, starting to get a bump in price, which is only going to mean that more people are going to hold it. It's going to be more difficult for anyone hedge funds to cover their shorts. The my the way I understand, and I'm yeah, what I don't get is is why the hedge funds still going after these meme stocks. Like they're they're not they're not. But like the the thing is like if you short a a stock, right? Like when you short a stock, it's at like five dollars, let's say, and you short a stock, and you hope that the stock's going to lose money. Right. But right. my understanding is if the stock, if it business declares bankruptcy, that stock's going to be worth, worth next to nothing. Right. And so like your return on investments, like huge, right? Because I mean, you got a stock, like it went from $5 to like zero, which is 30 cents. <laughs> yeah. You know? uh, and so the, the idea or even zero, right. But the idea is, they thought AMC was going under. So they decided that they would short the hell out of AMC stock. Well, <clears throat> much like GameStop, people found out, uh, like when GameStop started coming on, other people started finding out, oh, hey, like AMC's also has this high short interest. And there's a lot of short stare, a lot of short shares. Um, so uh what's happening and they i my understanding is during that time a lot of the people were buying amc amc stock went up and you know it's kind of been on the ride that is analogous to gme now the problem is that amc um is went back down like i don't know like six bucks and around that time chris and i had the bright idea to like you know average in not average in, but I think we bought a bunch more shares at like $6, $5. But I don't think they covered their shorts at that time when they should have, because they probably thought people are going to get out of these meme stocks. People are just pumping and dumping and they're going to get out. But now that they are going back up, they have to cover at some point because they're just getting eaten alive by the interest. So when you borrow money, <clears throat> when you borrow shares, you have to pay interest on those shares and stock that you're borrowing. And like, I'm the worst person to explain this, like no doubt, but this is how I understand it. I could be completely wrong, but long story short, they got to cover, they got to pay that interest. <laughs> Do you remember the big short? Did you watch that movie? I saw it years ago. Oh, it's, it's such a good movie. You should watch it again. Now that you're like more into the market, it's definitely worth watching, but Michael Barry, you know, like Michael Barry starting to get in trouble with his investors because I followed him on Twitter for a bit. I'm like, yeah, yeah, nah. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. you know, until he got kicked off, he got kicked off Twitter. Oh, he closed his account. No, he didn't. Did he? Yeah. Yeah. Have you, have you seen him tweet in the last two months? Oh, I don't know. No. I don't really follow his Twitter. I follow him, but I don't really follow him closely. I wouldn't know yeah. if he tweeted a lot or a little bit. I started following him in like January, February. I'm like, oh God, this guy's fucking insane. Yeah, I'm not going to follow this piece of shit. <laughs> well, 
I mean, you know, he's just like yes. highly political. Uber. Yes, highly political in, in the fucking dumbest way possible. Uh, well, it, I think it's just people who are super analytical. But anyway, yeah. so no, and I'm not saying people <laughs> super analytical are dumb. I'm just saying, like they view the world a lot differently than you and I. But my, my point being is that like, so Michael Berry's like going out. Um, he goes into this room where like all the people used to work for his um, fund and he's like every day he's writing the short interest on the board and <clears throat> someone comes in to like dr barry how long can we stay afloat given that we're with all the short interest and they're like well if we liquidate because he, he had to liquidate stocks in order to cover his short interest position because they shorted the hell out of the the subprime market yeah so in order to cover that position, they had to sell the other stocks and pay for that short interest. And so he was like writing the amounts of the interest. And like, that's why the investors were coming in. They're like, I want my money back. They're like, I want my money back from mm -hmm. the fund. And he was like, you know, look, you know, basically he didn't have the money <clears throat> because the fund was being liquidated in order to cover. I mean, it all paid off. Right. But like, it's the same thing. Gene, people who shorted AMC, there's no thesis that would support now because AMC has all this money. They could stay afloat for the next five years without worrying about it. And now that COVID's about over, they're, they're I mean, <clears throat> and you consider the value of AMC but on its own, I think it's valued at, it, where it's at right now, I think is a fair value for the stock, assuming that, you know, they open back up. So, yeah. I know. I, I still think that they're overvalued. At twelve dollars. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I do. I mean, it, it. Yeah. No. I mean, their their operating debt to operating income is fantastic. They're actually well, not fantastic. It's it's not it's lower than uh, three, which is uh, it's two point six right now, which basically means. That it would take them their their annual income from last year. It would take them three years to pay off all of their debt. Hmm. So that that that's a that's a good uh, number right there. Well, but I mean, obviously last year was a shit show. So that just proves that. What Cinemark is selling is being sold at twenty two twenty three right now. And I mean, I haven't I haven't done a deep dive into where they make money uh, obviously it's concessions probably and maybe cinemark has more uh movie theaters that sell alcohol i mean amc only recently started selling alcohol in the last few years Were you an alcoholic? Jeez, john well, i mean it's a fucking money maker especially when you sell 11 dollar beers <laughs> <laughs> no i'm just no i think amc is starting to get into that space uh, the local yeah. feed over here in oldsmar is well, they've had it for a while for a few years now yeah, yeah. Few years. i mean it's, it's been nice but um <clears throat> look i mean do movie theaters have to like figure out a way to to move with the times yeah i i would agree with that but i don't think you gotta think about like the nostalgia like i just don't see people not going to the movie theater anymore like I, i'm not going to go to the movie theater to watch the next 
j-lo and ben affleck movie as much as i want to but like i'm definitely going to go and watch like some sort of action-packed movie yeah. there for sure yeah, or, you know, and, or if the kids want to go that, that, that's a yeah but that sucks like if i want to go see a movie and like there's some kids there i'm just like fuck they're just gonna be total assholes this entire time because they're kids and that's fine they're gonna be assholes so like if there's just some way that you could have like a switch inside the movie theater that's just like hey uh cancel audience noise great let's do that give everyone noise canceling headphones or something like that or if you want to enjoy the kind of crowd aspect then yeah then take it off what do you like that that's what? Wait, I mean, the kids in the movie, they're probably there, like, unless they're high school kids, they're probably there. You're probably there to see a kid's movie, right? <laughs> okay, I, I'm just kind of giving an example. No, just I, like, I hear you. Of, of a certain scenario. I mean, I, I could go other routes, but I figured the kids' route was the safest. No, no, I, I get you. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, I, I don't think, I think that you know it's like saying uh why why do i have to go to the bowling alley when i can do uh weed bowling or you know virtual bowling and it's I mean, like, well, like there, there's there's scary movies let's say uh a quiet place like i don't want people to say fucking shit because 30 percent of the movie is silent like shut the fuck up i want to feel the fucking intensity what about all the porn you watch? Do you watch that in the theater or you watch that? Well, movie? I just next to Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> hey, he was in a movie theater where that type of thing was expected. <laughs> <laughs> he, was in, like, he was in one of those like porn theaters where like guys are beaten off all the time. Yeah, well, should have been standing there. I'm not saying it was a good move, but I mean, especially if you're Pee Wee Herman. I, I got nothing on him, mate. Hey, hey. Whatever, who gives a shit? I'm not Anyway, going back to my original point, I think AMC is going to go up. And maybe I'm wrong, but I hope it does. Because yeah, I hope I, I have the movie pass. I pay 25 bucks a month for AMC. Well, see, so. that's 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 a fantastic business model. I mean, if if they can monetize the subscription service like the fucking golden yeah because yeah every company wants to do that SaaS model or surface as a service just recurring <laughs> yeah recurring revenue yeah. just makes the most fucking money it's easiest it's cheap you literally spread all your costs out to everyone it's like insurance Apparently, Disney, Disney's um, subscriber numbers weren't great, which is another reason the stock took a dive. Which is fantastic because Disney, is, it's only going up. I mean, they had a huge, like, well, the, they literally went above and beyond projections for the first two quarters. Like, literally, like, we were expecting half of that. And so them to kind of get a pullback, they're like, we're still well above our initial projections. So, yeah, whatever. We're still fucking gonna kill it. Yeah. Well, I hope so, but <clears throat> I think um, I think that it, we uh, most investors are paying a lot of attention to subscriber numbers, like yeah. more so than ever. And I think it's just become like dogma at this point. 
I mean, well, in the specific case of Disney, those parks are going to be fully open real soon. They, they just got rid of their mask mandate in Florida. So they're like, yeah, we're fucking going. And that's that was big their biggest lagger last year. And they still turn a ridiculous profit. So yeah. Disney Plus plus the actual parks opening up. Holy fuck. Yeah. It's gonna be fucking So John is now the time to buy some geese. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean buy his buy I'm gonna buy like probably two shares. Is that all you can afford? <laughs> At this point, yes. Oh, so, so. Costco's through the fucking roof, man. If we would have bought that instead of uh, Air Crater and B, I, I, Airbnb is not dead, my friend. No, oh, it's definitely not dead. dead it is cratered. It's down yeah. like thirty percent. Yeah. No, it is definitely. Believe me, <clears throat> I own a lot of it. Uh, it's not pretty <laughs> it is not pretty my friend but what i will tell you is my average is my cost average on airbnb is 173 so Oof. Seeing 180 yeah yeah i own quite a bit of it <clears throat> and you know what to be honest at, at this price i wish i had more money so i could buy more of it oh yeah um, this is a business where, think about this, when economy really starts opening up, this is, and people start, you're going to see this over the summer. Like, I know that your dad was saying like, summer's going to be a little bit sketchy. And like, most people are a little bit weary over the summer with the market and everything. And that's all great and dandy. But my, my point is that Airbnb, I mean, it wasn't, too long ago, it had been touching 220. And mm-hmm. you know, I think it was just a growth stock that took a dive uh, along with other tech stocks. But I, I think it's a really good business. It's an excellent business model. Um, I, I, to be honest, I haven't really looked at the fundamentals, uh, like, you know, the 10K and everything. But, uh, you know, I, I read an article about it and I thought, this is great. And then um, Scott Galloway has been talking about Airbnb f- since before it even IPO'd. So I think it's, I think it's a good stock to hold on to uh, personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really like, I don't even know if this is tradable yet, but have you guys heard of Turo? I don't think so. So, I mean, it's basically Airbnb for cars. Yeah. People just put their cars on this app and then you can... I've used it. Yeah. I mean, I haven't used it. I have, I have the app. I haven't used it yet. Well, I, I use it all the time because I don't have a car. And, dude, it's awesome. Like, I, I if I was going to rent a car through, uh, like, Enterprise, it would have been 300 bucks to go to and from Vegas this weekend. But I found a 2020 Kia uh, Forte for $150 for four, for four days, <laughs> Friday to Monday. That's ridiculous. 150 bucks. And, and I just, they, you, you hit book. It tells you where the car is. It tells you the address. 
you go there, the guy texts you the code to get into the car. There's like a little lockbox. He's in the lockbox, fire it up, take pictures of the outside and the odometer. And then, dude, I was on my way in like five minutes with a car that's not mine. I was um, watching this guy, this this video this guy made where he made a, uh, found a really good deal on like these Chevy Sparks. And so he bought like a few and um, he basically rented them all through Toro and like, or maybe he leased them. I forget. There was like some stupid deal that Chevy had with them and he was making like $300 per car and Damn. it was paying for everything. And it was, you know, it was new car warranty and everything else. So it, it was, I think it was like a lease that he was leasing it for like $200 a month and he was renting it out in Toro for like 40, $50 a day or whatever. <laughs> that's awesome it's all about seizing opportunity hey guys my computer might die soon so if i cool but we, we should probably uh call it here all uh, right, folks. so our uh final thoughts by disney put all of your money in bitcoin and ethereum even money that you can't afford to lose like no 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 no, no. sell that shit put it all in the dogecoin dog coin okay. all right all in, in so, dodge dogo yes. coin buy buy a dodge stratus and put it in your local <laughs> checking account <laughs> it's a brand new car <laughs> it's a 96 <laughs> all right a dodge. Sell off. can i start buying stupid shit <laughs> no yeah, of course. When when will the suck off end? Uh, end of this month. I don't know. Your dad says that the beginning of fall. Ah, and the beginning that's of when the sell off ends in four months. No, he says right now at the beginning of summer you have a sell off, and then at the beginning of fall, a lot of there's a lot of volatility. <clears throat> so I, think- I mean, it follow, it just follows general business markets. I mean. A lot of people travel during the summer and so businesses kind of suffer because their employees are traveling and so it just seems that q3 and q4 is when businesses really kind of step into the next gear and are able to actually perform the best and so that's when the markets start to rise the highest just because really i'm really excited about palantir i know john doesn't like it but i'm really excited about it i mean like over the next five years i don't not like it i just I think it's incredibly overvalued. At eighteen dollars, at forty dollars, I might agree. It's a growth stock. It's it's not. Yeah. It's, it's about what. You... PLTR. Let's, let's let's plug into my little uh, stonk logo. Yeah, do it. Do it. Yeah, it's currently twenty bucks. I don't know. I still think it's overvalued. Um, it, it might be overvalued based on like the fundamental analysis, but like you're looking at a market, they're looking at a market that no one else has access to that they're becoming the number one leader. And I think it's going to be worth a lot of money. This podcast is going to go down in history. Toit. Yeah. Well, Hey, so far they're uh, above their debt apparently so it's not bad 
Cool. Well, yeah. My uh, last second advice. If you can't um, choose one, choose them all. Invest in VTI. <laughs> I did buy one or two yeah. or three. Yeah. I, I mean, I can't help but like. Uh, total market index by Vanguard. Literally everything based on market cap value. So it buys the entire market. Uh, yes. So I don't know. It just seems like a no fucking brainer. Yeah. You don't have to time anything. You literally just continually buy as much as you can every week, every month, whatever, and just watch the market grow. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. All right, guys, I have 3% left, so I'm going to get out. Love you all. Have fun. Love you, Mike. Bye. Love you, Mike. <laughs> See you, guys. All right. Have a good night, guys. Stonk, tonk. Enjoy stonk, your stonks. Stonk, chonk. Stonk, chonk. Stonk, chonk. Stonk, chonk. <laughs>